Hi, and welcome to the DDT Divas, the podcast, episode 2, WWE Money in the Bank. I hope everyone is safe and is doing well. On this podcast episode, I will discuss the things that I love about WWE uh, Money in the Bank and the things I hated about WWE Money in the Bank. I'm your host, Sade. Before I jump into the podcast review, I wanted to take this time to thank everyone who listened and subscribed to episode 1, WrestleMania 36. I really appreciate your love and your support. Um, My background isn't in podcast or audio. Uh, My background is journalism, uh, newspaper, magazine, long form, in-depth in-depth journalism that is my specialty so um, creating the podcast is something new to me and I hope to learn more as the process goes on Um, I'm also working on getting a better microphone Um, my original plan was to maybe try to record out of a studio um, but I'm unable to do that because of the COVID-19 outbreak in the stay home order Uh, So I'm at home recording this podcast and I'm actually looking for a better microphone. I actually checked Amazon and a lot of the really good mics are sold out now because everyone's at home and you need them for like work and to communicate with family and friends. So I'm actually going to check Best Buy online and see if I can get a better microphone. So for the next episode, uh, probably not episode three, double or nothing, but the episode four hopefully i'll have a better microphone by that time so if you have any questions or you'd like to provide me with any feedback on the podcast uh please email me at ddtdiva at ddtdivas.com so ddtdiva no s at ddtdivas.com or you can dm me on any social media platform that ddtdivas is currently on Um, At the moment, DDT Divas is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. So if you're on Discord, please join our Discord server. Um, Discord, I love it because it has like the old school chat room feel. So please join our Discord. Now, let's talk about money in the bank. The risk is worth the reward. As always, I will start off with the general breakdown of money in the bank. Then I'll address the pay review match by match. I want to start off first with the positive things about Money in the Bank. The number one thing that I loved about Money in the Bank in general was that WWE is thinking outside of the box, outside of the ring, and they're being more creative. It's unfortunate that uh, the COVID-19 situation forced WWE to try new things and to be more creative, but it's actually working. So kudos to WWE for actually trying these new things and for um, following through and delivering on these new things, Uh, these new styles of matches, uh, the cinematic matches, the non-traditional Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, the men and women's match usually traditionally is a ladder match, but this year there it was more of a 
um, race around WWE's corporate office to the roof, and then there's a ring on the roof, and then the match will uh, turned into a more traditional match, and the wrestlers climb the ladder to get the briefcase. So that was the number one thing that I actually loved about the pay review is WWE trying new thing, new things, and actually being more creative. The second thing that I loved about uh, Money in the Bank um, was that it was actually a shorter pay-per-view. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, you probably know what it's like to sit through a four-hour, five-hour wrestling pay-per-view, whether you're um, at home or you're out watching it with friends or at a local uh sporting uh, sports bar or if you're actually at the event you know the feeling of being exhausted because the pay-per-view or the show is four to five hours and you just feel kind of drained and exhausted um the matches are great but you still just naturally feel tired so what i actually enjoyed about money in the bank is that um including the pre-show it was about three hours um, the pay-per-view itself was about 2 hours and 23 minutes. Um, sometimes less is more, and less feels good sometimes. And this is a case where the pay-per-view was um, decent, and it was short, and it felt great. And I know a lot of people were talking about how um, they had enough time to watch Money in the Bank and then actually watch uh, Last Dance. So that was pretty cool. Um if you're a basketball fan or if you're a fan of um, the Chicago Bulls or Michael Jordan. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. The pay-per-view was um, very short. And I hope WWE continues to um, produce short pay-per-views. And even um, once the pandemic is over, I hope they uh, like really consider um, doing short pay-per-views. Because I think you just feel better, you feel more energized, and you don't feel tired. So the last thing um, that I really enjoyed and that I loved about Money in the Bank in general um, was that Money in the Bank was actually really fun. It was fun to watch and it was memorable, especially the men's and women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match or the race around the WWE corporate office. Um, I know a lot of us as WWE fans have felt um, that sometimes we watch a show or pay-per-view and it's not fun or it doesn't end on a fun note or it doesn't feel like, you know, like it it doesn't make us like it, it's just not fun. So um, I think WWE has done a really great job uh, during the pandemic to uh, entertain fans and to actually produce fun pay-per-views and some um, some shows or some matches and shows are really fun. So I think that was really cool, like to just watch the pay-per-view and to have fun. So you know, kudos to WWE for making Money in the Bank um, fun. <laughs> So, like all things in life, there's always the good, and there's always the bad. Um, so, looking at Money in the Bank in general, and
and discussing the things that I did not like or um, to be more blunt the things that I hated about money in the bank um, there's really just one thing that uh, in particular in general that I hated and that was um, that there was no raw tag team championship match on the card and I would have liked to have seen a raw uh, tag match championship tag match on the money in the bank card um specifically i would have liked to have seen uh, the street profits uh defend their titles uh, championships against uh the viking raiders um i know they have an ongoing feud and i thought it would be cool if they actually had the title match or maybe even not even not even a title match uh at uh, money in the bank i know they had a match on raw but I think maybe they should have saved that match for Money in the Bank. Um, or at, like, at least, you know, do the basketball like segment or um, video like doing Money in the Bank instead of doing it on Raw. Um, I'm kind of like, I like seeing all the championships defended on pay-per-views. Um, less non-championship matches, more pay-per-view matches. Um, I mean, sorry, more championship matches on pay-per-view. So that was the only thing I didn't really like in general is that there was no Raw Tag Team Championship match uh, at Money in the Bank. Now let's take a more uh, in-depth look at um, the matches that I really loved and um, just a closer like look at these matches. So I'm going to go from uh, least favorite to favorite, although I really enjoyed all of these matches. So my least favorite, um, I'm not even going to say least favorite. So I'm going to start off with just a match that I love, but there's another match that I love even more. So after this, I'm going to talk about that match. But the match that I uh, actually love, one of the matches was Drew McIntyre um, versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Um, while I wasn't emotionally invested in this match, um, I felt like WWE should have maybe held off on this match to maybe uh, SummerSlam. And the build-up could have been uh, stronger and better if they would have had more time to build up to the matchup. Um, but overall, great in-ring action. Um, there was some s spots in the match that I really, really liked. Um, so it was really good, a really good match. Just thinking about the spots that I like, I would say that um, when Rollins superplex. Uh, drew from the top rope and then he like switched into a falcon arrow that was really cool um the table spot where drew mcintyre tossed uh he like suplex uh seth rollins on the announce table i like that um drew mcintyre like uh flips seth rollins and drew's like hanging upside down um in the corner that was really cool so uh, i thought that they really did a good job of giving their all and um, doing their best job. Even though there's no fans in the arena, you can tell that they were uh, working just as hard as they would have been if there were fans in the arena. Um, the handshake didn't make sense since Rollins is a heel, but I don't know, maybe he's like some a different type of heel. Maybe my brain just can't comprehend it and make any sense of like his hilliness. Um, but yeah, they did shake hands after the match. And um, I didn't know if that meant there would be more matches or like 
what does that mean? And I don't know. Do you guys know like why they shook hands after the match? Is it just a general sign of respect, or is it like um, a part of like Rollins' heel work, or the character or champion that Drew McIntyre really is? Um, and I, I kind of wonder if there's more to the story. Do you guys think there's more to the story? Do you think we'll get uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins 2 or 3 uh, down the line? Or do you think Drew McIntyre is going to uh, start another rivalry with another wrestler? Um, some people are thinking maybe Bobby Lashley. So what do you guys think about uh, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre in another match down the line at another pay-per-view event? Um, the next match that I really, really loved, or the next two matches, I guess you can combine, combine the women's and the men's Money in the Bank ladder match together, um, because they were actually, uh, wrestling at the same time. Um, so I'm gonna just combine those two matches. Um, that match was fun, and it was very different. And I like different, I like creativeness, um... I like change um, so yeah it was just really fun and really enjoyable and I think it's something that um, years from now people will still be talking about and like you can go back and watch it and still laugh at it and just have a good time um, I know a lot of people look for not a lot of people but there are some people out there that love uh, wrestling and want wrestling to always be serious to just want it to you know no humor no like gags no funniness just serious wrestling and me uh, I like a balance of the two um, I'm okay with serious wrestling and then I also want something funny something a little bit more entertaining so kind of like a mixture of both and I think that's what really good wrestling uh, is to me is just having something that's funny and something that's serious but um, back to the Money in the Bank match uh, you know it there was uh, so yeah just to talk about a few of my uh, favorite um, spots or moments in the match um, the food fight I really liked the food fight. I thought it was really funny, and it was just, you know, total mayhem, total chaos, and um, it was just so cool to see, um, like, Nia Jax powerbomb uh, Carmella through, like, the food spread table, and poor Rey Mysterio, he got um, choked out by Shayna Baszler, and then, like, Otis, and, like, Nia Jax just, like, runs into him and he's just like out so I thought it was cool to see those little uh, bits of intergender, intergender wrestling um, I know WWE doesn't give it to us much um, but it was really cool to see and I think those moments were really memorable um, especially I think Rey Mysterio getting choked out by Shayna Baszler because just the intensity of Baszler and the camera like being directly on them so I thought that was really cool um also, I really like the uh, Undertaker flashback flashbacks that AJ Styles were having. Um, he was like seeing the Undertaker and just a callback to the um, Boneyard match that AJ and Undertaker had at WrestleMania 36. So um, that was really cool to see as well. And um, something that I found to be really funny and um, 
cool was I actually wish they would have like added some sound effects to this because they had like the music and um you know background music like as the match was going on but just seeing uh King Corbin like just yeet like he just yeeted like Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black off the like roof like he just tossed them off like so I thought that was pretty funny like I, I kind of assumed that that was going to happen I mean they're on top of a roof so I know WWE was going to give us some kind of like someone getting tossed off the roof um, spot and it was two people actually uh, uh, Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black and you know just just a fun match uh dana brooks like thinking she's won the match she's like in one of the uh, conference room and there's like a money in the bank prop and she like thinks she's won the match and um stephanie mcmahon like tells her she didn't win which i'm actually going to talk about the cameos in a bit but yeah she like tells her that she didn't actually win and like carmella just like nails her with uh a like photo on the wall like a huge photo and the photo is actually of Carmella winning the money in the bank uh, briefcase so she just like nails Dana with it you know and um, also Dana Brooke had another like memorable funny like uh, spot in the matches when she, there's like a janitor like cleaning and he's like mopping and she uh, everyone else is like no one else like slips on the water spot but like Dana Brooke she like slips on the water spot and that essentially just takes her out of the match like you don't see Dana anymore during that match like she slips and it's like over for Dana like sorry Dana you didn't win like you slipped so as mentioned earlier I said I was going to talk about the cameos um, in the match, the Money in the Bank men's and women's uh, Money in the Bank match. Um, I love cameos. Um, I love movies and I love movie cameos, um, TV show cameos. Um, so I was really a big fan of the cameos. And um, there was a cameo by Stephanie McMahon, which I already mentioned uh, previously. And there's a cameo by Paul Heyman and Brother Love and John Laurinaitis. And then there's the Vince McMahon cameo, which a lot of people were talking about um, for several reasons. One, uh, he was Vince was wearing jeans, and not, a lot of us are not used to seeing Vince McMahon in jeans. You know, he's always wearing a suit. And then two, um, because it's like AJ and Daniel Bryan are wrestling, and they kind of like go into Vince's office, which honestly, I don't think that's his office. I feel like his office is way bigger than that, way nicer than that little conference room, like small office area I guess it's just a setup for the match so, but anyway you know they kind of like wrestle into Vince's office and he's like get out and like they like they've pushed some of the chairs away from the table like they've they've been fighting in there so they like rearrange the like chairs back at the table and you know they leave and Vince like he has hand sanitizer hand sanitizer on his desk and he like uses the hand sanitizer and um they just like go outside and they're like oh it was your idea like you know they kind of like um talk amongst each other like argue amongst each other about actually going into Vince McMahon's office and the final thing that I actually loved about the Money in the Bank match particularly the men's Money in the Bank match was that um Otis winning was very unpredictable um 
I know I can say for me it was very unpredictable and for some of the people that um, I talked to that helps out with uh, DDT Divas they also felt like Otis winning was very unpredictable and we did not have an idea or a clue that Otis was going to win we actually thought um, I my most of us the people that I talked to and discussed wrestling with thought that AJ Styles was going to win because why would they take uh, Apollo out of the match and put AJ in the match if AJ wasn't going to win that's how we were thinking, but we were actually wrong, and Otis actually wins the match, um, so that was like a breath of fresh air, something unexpected and unpredictable, um, so that was kind of cool to see, um, you know, someone new, someone we never expected to win, actually win, I mean, a lot of people uh, would say that WWE is very predictable, and the same people win and uh, get opportunities over and over again so to have someone who we never expected win and get an opportunity uh, that made the match even more fun um, I would say that I would have never predicted Otis because um, Otis is I guess still a, a tag team uh, still tag teaming with Tucker um, as heavy machinery um, I don't know. We do not know if they're still a tag team or if they're going solo um, because you usually just see Otis and not Tucker. And I feel like soon or when the time comes when they have to break up Heavy Machinery, um, Otis winning the Money in the Bank could be a good point for a heel Tucker. Like if Tucker is heel, he could say that WWE like provided Tucker with opportunities and you know he never got any opportunities and he was just like you know left in the locker room or whatever, um, which is uh, kind of the general like tag team breakup story uh, storyline that we get. So you know it's really interesting to see that uh, Otis winning um, being such an unpredictable win and that just also led to the pay-per-view being that much more fun than uh, usual to segue into the things that I did not like um, let's start off with the men's and women's money in the bank ladder match um, there were a couple things that I didn't like um, nothing too heavy nothing too important but there's a few things that I would say that I didn't like um, one I wish there would have been more cameos from um, female wrestling legends, WWE uh, female legends. Um, we did get Stephanie McMahon, and I know people are going to say, well, maybe they couldn't have um, been there to record uh, the cameo for the match. But, I mean, it's 2020. You can record a, like video and someone can edit it together and you know there's CGI and all types of editing softwares to you know make that person look like they're actually there like to be honest the Stephanie McMahon cameo did not look like she was in the same room with Dana it looked like it looked like uh, it was recorded and then edited like together to appear as if they were in the same room so I felt like they could have maybe uh, got a few more female legends for the women's match and we could have seen a couple of legends in that match female legends that would have been even more cooler um yeah that that was one of the things that i, I didn't like and i kind of just wish we would have got to see in that match 
Also, uh, sticking to the women's Money in the Bank match, um, I wish we would have gotten a chance to see more than like a final three women. Um, with the men, they had more than like a final three, but for the women, they had a final three, which consists of Oscar, Nia Jax, and uh, Lacey Evans. Um, the other women were like taken out of the match. I know Dana slipped on some water. And Carmella was powerbombed through a food table or a table with food. Um, I can't remember what happened to Shayna. I think she's like kicked or something or um, Asuka does something to uh, incapacitate her. I don't know. Do you guys remember what happened to Shayna and how she like didn't make it to the final three? Um, I just don't happen to remember what happened in that case. Um, but, you know, um, I wish we'd have got more than just the final three. Because once you see the final three um, in ring, you kind of assume that, hey, it's going to be one of these women. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, Lacey or Oscar, Oscar or Nia Jax. So, um, Oscar wins. Um, but it would have been cool if maybe we would have got to see all the women, like, you know, get a little bit of in-ring time. Uh, in the traditional sense of a Money in the Bank match. So now let's talk about the things that I did not like or hated um, involving the men's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. Um, so anyone who knows me will know that um, I can be very technical at sometimes. Like I'm, I'm a very technical person. Um, I'm sometimes technical to a fault, but. Um, AJ touching the briefcase and then dropping it, but Otis is declared the winner. Hmm, I don't know about that one. Like, AJ clearly touches the briefcase, but it, like, slips out of his hands and Otis catches it. Wouldn't AJ uh, usually be declared the winner if he, like, unhooked the briefcase and he's, like, holding it? Like, the rules didn't say you had to, like, be on the ground or on the mat, you know, with the briefcase. I mean, I guess it could be, like, football, you know, like, he fumbled it. Like, it wasn't really a, he didn't secure the catch. Um, it's more of a fumble, maybe. I don't know. Like, that was just something that I didn't like. I mean, technically, you would think AJ would have won the match because he touched the briefcase first. But he didn't really, like secured he kind of it like slipped out of his grasp and Otis catches it so but that just leaves me with questions like do you guys think uh AJ should have been declared the winner um because he like touches it first or do you think this is WWE's way of leading up to a Otis versus AJ match and AJ trying to claim the briefcase you know maybe possibly what do you guys think you know, be sure, like, when you listen to this podcast, you know, be sure to, you know, blog, like, to talk about it on social media. And if you talk about it, just tag us or, you know, use the hashtag DDTDivas, um podcast, you know, and we'll talk about it, you know, because I really have some questions and I want to hear what you guys think. Like, did AJ really win or did Otis win? And the very last thing that I uh, didn't like about the uh, Money in the Bank men's and women's ladder match, but this is another um, dislike for the men's, is the very strange camera angle when Elias appears. So Elias like enters the match and um, prevents 
uh, King Corbin from winning the match, but it's kind of like a weird camera angle that if you don't pay close attention, you may miss Elias. Like I didn't, I had to like go back and watch to see who that guy was that was um, stopping King Corbin from winning, and it's actually Elias. But you can't really tell that it's Elias because there's like this really like off camera angle um, that makes it hard to see Elias. But you know. It was Elias. Um, actually, King Corbin had a chance of winning, uh, but he was so uh, consumed by, I guess, stopping Oscar. I don't know what he was doing, but he was like trying to push Oscar off, you know, and he gets kicked off. But you know what? I think it was just the bad luck. He uh, early on in the match he breaks a mirror, so that's what seven years of bad luck, you know. Maybe if he didn't break the mirror, <laughs> he wouldn't have uh, lost the match. But yeah, anyway, my point um, for this dislike is that, you know, there's a there's like a really weird camera angle that kind of prevented you from seeing Elias uh, enter the ring. So, um, moving on to, um, two other matches that I did not like, and I feel like the reason why I didn't like the match is because they were both kind of random. Um, the first match is Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro, which is actually on the Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank pre-show. Um, like, why is Jeff Hardy wrestling Cesaro? Is it because Cesaro is friends with Sheamus, and Sheamus has been messing with uh, Jeff Hardy? Um, so yeah, it felt I felt kind of random. Uh, I would have appreciated the match more if it would have been a um, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus match, or a Cesaro versus Drew Gulak match. That would have um, kind of made more sense. Or maybe even if it, that match would have been the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. That would have been a cool match instead of a random like put-together match for the pre-show. Just saying. And so the last thing that I did not like about um, Money in the Bank, or at least the match that I did not like, was MVP versus R-Truth. Um, which will actually become Bobby Lashley uh, versus R-Truth. Um, I love seeing black wrestlers and seeing as many black wrestlers in the ring at the same time as possible. I am a fan of black wrestling and black wrestlers, uh, but I felt like the match was random. Um, at the time, and particularly um, watching Money in the Bank, it was random. I mean, we get some more story um, Monday on the next on Monday Night Raw, the Monday um, after Money in the Bank. But I feel like they could have just waited and had this match um, Monday. Like they could have had the match Monday and not put it on the Money in the Bank um, pay per view. You know, and the match was really quick, so you know. It just really didn't do anything, uh, you know, to enhance the show or to move the show along. So, yeah, I, I just didn't like the match. Not because it was a bad match, but because it felt just felt so random and just kind of like last minute and thrown on the Money in the Bank card.
And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the DDT Divas podcast, episode two, uh, Money in the Bank. Please be sure to follow and subscribe uh, to DDT Divas. You can subscribe to our website and then you will never, ever miss a um, DDT Divas uh, article. Um, You can follow us on facebook and like our page on facebook you can follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram you can subscribe to our youtube channel you can join our discord you know there's so many ways to interact with ddt divas and you know i really appreciate all the love and support that i've been getting um you know i'm really thankful for that and you know i hope you guys like the podcast um hopefully i'm gonna really try to work on um i haven't had the chance to because um uh my nine to five job uh was since the pandemic i've actually been very busy with my like you know um nine to five job because this is just kind of like a hobby i'm a wrestling fan i love wrestling so this is kind of like a hobby but you know i'm hoping to be able to get more into the ddt divas again and to be able to you know actually start interviewing wrestlers and you know also get people on this podcast and you know we can both or you know not just me and someone else but you know multiple people that we can both like just talk about uh pay-per-views what we liked and what we didn't like um about uh pay-per-views um, you know, the next episode of the DDT Divas podcast, episode three, will be uh, AEW's Double or Nothing, which Double Nothing is uh, May 23rd. So that'll be my next episode, uh, my next review podcast. So make sure you listen to this one and you subscribe to DDT Divas and, you know, wherever we are, wherever you are, just, you know, subscribe to us. And thank you for listening.